Let's roll, Batman. It's another beautiful Wednesday. I'm on my way to work again. Seems to be like a reoccurring thing. I don't make enough money on any of my other side hustles, as I hear them being called these days, to uh, quit my day job. Um, but, you know, if, if Biden keeps doing what he's doing and the Democrats continue on to the yellow brick road, yellow being the China, then uh, we'll be fucked. Oh, I shouldn't have used the word yellow. That's a that's a, one of the words that triggers people. It's a trigger word, yellow. Especially if it's a yellow Chinaman with eats with sticks. So I guess I shouldn't have said that. Okay. The yellow brick road leads to fucking China. Right, I'm sorry. And, you know, this isn't just a Joe Biden thing or a Democrat thing. You know, the, the Republicans have been doing this a long time, too. You know, uh, they, they let, you know, someone like Clinton go in and do the whole favored nations thing and, you know, make China kind of part of the world economy or whatever the fuck that term was back in the 80s. But, you know, maybe it's the 90s when, you know, Clinton did that for China. Um, you know, that, that set it all in motion and then the... And then the Republicans are like, oh, that's fucking awful. Why would he do that? And then they rant and rave and rant and rave. And then they get voted out because all they're doing is ranting and raving. And then, the, you know, the Democrats, true to their nature, turn around and fucking do some other heinous thing. And, uh, and once again, the Republicans get all pissed off. And what are they doing? And then, you know, the Republicans elect another Republican president and house and all that and then uh then they ran rave some more about what the democrats did the last four years meanwhile they don't do shit and then we get george bush in there that uh, you know turns around and gives us no child left behind you know it's the stupidest fucking bill on education ever well everything george bush jr did was stupid the same with his father and, and George Bush Sr. was a CIA operative, you know, so people are like, well, Putin is KGB. Well, in case, you know, people haven't been watching current events for the last 60 years, the KGB was, you know, Russia's version of the CIA. So they had spies, we had spies. And George Bush Sr. was in charge of that. So if Putin is horrible for being in the KGB, then Bush Sr. was... Horrible for being in the CIA. I would actually say worse because <laughs> the CIA was supposed to be, you know, well, we're supposed to be a rep representative republic, so we're supposed to have control over this. And Whereas in Russia, they were communists, and they're like, fuck you, shut up, and, pay, you know, go to work. So this is where we're at. So I can, I can bitch about Biden all I want and, you know, in four years. Well, it'll still be Biden because we have no electoral process anymore. They fucking shredded that. So I guess we're, we're stuck with Democrats for forever until we become socialist and then we'll become communists and then we can sit there and blame Biden and the Democrats. Meanwhile, the Republicans took us down that yellow brick road also. So that's my point. You know, it's, it's like... And... and you know, what I wanted to kind of talk about, because yesterday I did a, a podcast, which will be uploaded today, um, on the usual suspect websites, uh, Brighteon, BitChute, YouTube, Contra Radio Network, um, Podbeam account, and then my Podbeam account for audio-only podcasts. But, uh, you know, I was talking about, well, you know, things that we know for a fact. You know, we know these things to be true. We hold them to be self-evident. And, 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 uh, so when we're, we're watching the news, we're like, well, that's bullshit. And then somebody might say, well, what do you mean? You know, that, that, that Democrat just proved beyond reasonable doubt that, that it's true. <clears throat> we're like, well, yeah, but the Republicans just proved beyond reasonable doubt that it's false. And, and it's like any, any argument that's shadowed in, in secrecy and, 
and been, you know, hidden from the masses because of big tech and, and big media, big brother. You know, there's there's two sides to every argument. And in reality, there's, you know, 360 sides to every argument if you're looking at a circle. And then if you look at it as a f- sphere, then I don't even know what that would be, 360 to the whatever power. So there's a lot of ways to look at things in life. And so we get... We get our we get our two side dose for the the week or the day, and you get the Republicans, and then you got the Democrats, and that's it. That's like that's the only way to look at things in America. You know, that's how we've been brainwashed and conditioned to believe that there's only two sides of any argument. You know, it's uh, heads and tails. That's it, too. You know, two teams in the Super Bowl, two only two two parties, two only. So if there's a problem, where where are you going to try to figure it out? Well, you're going to turn to government because that's what we're conditioned to do. So you're going to sit there and go, well, uh, government, I have two options. There's the Republican option and the the Democrat option, right? That's that's it, two. Big fucking two. And and that's such a false narrative that, you know, you want to just bang your head on the wall until you bleed out and die. But suicide is illegal in America even though America itself can commit suicide, which is what we're doing. So there's the two sides, and you can sit there and listen to, you know, your friends talk and argue, and there's two sides to whether the their team will win the Super Bowl or not, and then they'll go, well, you know, we have so-and-so for the quarterback. Well, we have blah, blah, blah for our tight end and our defensive line and this and that and whatever. Sports shit, you know, whether it's baseball and the pitcher and the closer and there's, there's two sides, maybe three if there's a, three teams still in the playoffs, but eventually it'll boil down to Team A and Team B. Once again, two sides. So we look at the world and, and we go, oh, well, this news pundit is talking about the condition of America and the situation. And, and, and he can lay it out so well. That if you tend to lean that way when it comes to reality, you're going to go, fuck, that's right on the money. And then someone else will listen to the other talking head and she will lay it out so well. You'll be like, wow, see right there, buddy. She's got it. And the other person's like, no, um, I, I don't think that's what that man at all. And it's like, no, did you hear her? She nailed it. And they're like, no, were you not listening to him? He, he, he closed the deal. It's over. Mic drop. And then, you know, we, we don't want to fight with our friends. So we're like, well, you know, whatever. We'll agree to disagree. Well, we'll agree to disagree on what? The two pre-made points of view. The, the, the assumed only two views to a subject. You know, and then if you get someone else that comes in that's maybe like, not even an independent because, you know, the independent, you know, Libertarian Party have been bastardized and, and they're just fucking lazy, so screw them. Yeah, but, and he'll sit there and go, well, you know, uh, you're, you're both kind of right and yet still so wrong because what about this? And they'll go, well, that's, that's really good, but it, it really doesn't back up what I'm saying or, or it doesn't counteract what he's saying or she's saying and so you become the loon you know look dude there's there's room for two positions on the field not three that's how we look at life as a sporting event it's heads and, and tails that's that so we know this stuff to be true and no matter who you talk to they're going to talk you out of it or into it and in my last podcast things that we know or whatever I'm going to call it. Still haven't had a chance to totally upload it yet. Um, there's just, you know, we'll never know which, which, what the fuck's going on. If you need somebody to clarify it and validate your position, that is, we'll never know. But if you're like an average person and you look at it and you go, well, I can't explain it. I'm, you know, I have a day job and I work my ass off and, I don't really have time to, to fly to Washington, D.C. And, 
and talk to them about it. And, and, and so, therefore, I get it hearsay through the media, which whichever channel you watch and listen to, no matter what web pages you go to, it's going to be filtered through a, a prism of belief, an editorial position that the paper or the news outlet takes. So you're, you're not going to get it, you know. So you, you'd have to fly there. And then uh, since you can't do that because you have to have a job and bills, you, you, have to, you have to, like, read a lot and study a lot. And then you're like, well, I don't really have time to read a lot and study a lot. So I, I guess uh, I, I'm going to listen to MSNBC. And your friend's like, well, I, I, I listen to One American News Network. Well, that's, that's all great. They're presenting her side or his side, depending on, you know, which talking head is talking. And, and how they want to push it, you know. And so they, they use comedy. They use all these things that I've talked about. And, and so you don't get it. And then, then when you get into a debate with maybe a friend that you care about and you're having a barbecue, you know, even though Biden says maybe we can have a barbecue on 4th of July, if we all comply, do what you're told that mask back on in spite of what your state says because we're federal people um so you, you you're talking to a friend and then you know then two or three people start talking and there's always the one that wants to dominate the conversation because their wisdom and knowledge is so fucking high and mighty and and, and then it just kind of you know it's like hey burger time and everyone fucking stops so you you don't really get to a position where you go, I know for a fact that the sun will rise in the east tomorrow. See, those are those are laws in physics and, and in science that we know are true. That's why they call it a law and not a theory. Because it's been proven so many times for thousands of years. Water runs downhill. Everything else is pretty much abstract and based on opinion interpretation and that's what the whole you know war in heaven was about you know in my opinion that you know it was you know, satan had a plan you know he's like well let's i'll go down and and uh i'll make everyone do the right damn thing you know but i, I want the glory and and i want to rule the minions on earth and and when they die i want to you know be in charge or whatever Whatever the deal was, you know, I've talked to a lot of experts, which I've discussed about them fucks, and they, they've read the Bible. But then I've talked to other experts that have read the Quran, and I've talked to other experts that have read, read the Torah, you know, and Buddha, and in it, and it, fucking shut up. But the reality is it's all left to speculation and interpretation. But he, you know, basically there... The general jest that there was a war in heaven is pretty much accepted across most religious things. There's Jesus and the devil, and they, they had a little family feud, and survey said that Satan got cast fucked down. And, and so he wanted to control people and, and the narrative, and that's what he wanted. And, and I think, you know, Jesus' plan was like, no, let's just let them have their body. They'll go out. They'll experience life. If they can follow a couple commandments, like loving God, you know, you, the Father, and... Uh, and not be assholes to their neighbors and treat people like they want to be treated. I'll atone for it later on, you know. So with his plan, it kind of shut down Satan's because even if Satan came to earth and tried to make everyone do the right thing, well, he wouldn't be the vindictive lying asshat that he is today in modern mythology. He would be the guy that's out there preaching, you know, come to this fake church, come to that fake church your works that have to you know get you through the door to heaven and those works are what i tell you they are because i'm the head of this fake church that fake church in fact i'm the head of all the fake churches and the works give me glory well let's say you know at the end of the day he fails well then all jesus has to do is pick up the the, the sticks with the atonement and go eh, i win because even, because see, if Satan does it all right, and everybody is doing their works, 
and they're really trying hard to do the right thing because that was that was Satan's plan. You know, he wasn't coming here to tempt and lie other than to get people to do the right thing, which is a direct opposition to free agency. That then, you know, they're still they're doing good. You know, good things. They're they're doing horrible, heinous things in the name of Satan, you know, and his fake church, whether it's the Spanish Inquisition or, you know, baby sacrifices or whatever, you know, he's telling these people to believe, you know, and then he's getting the glory because they're, they're doing the thing. But see, I even think that theory kind of falls apart a little bit because there was a war in heaven about doing the right thing, getting back to heaven. Now, maybe he wants us to fail so bad that we're, we're cast down into his world, which could be hell, or maybe just stuck here on earth because this is kind of hellish. I, I don't know. But uh, I, I just don't see him as a lying, manipulative fuckweed. He's actually trying to get everyone to do the right thing through, through these false impressions of who and what God wants and who God is. So he's like, he wants the glory. So, I, you know, that a side fucking rant there. So, you know, we don't even know about that, which is like eternal salvation. Oh, holy fuck. You know, because in 80 years, no matter what kind of society we live in, we're going to grow old and fucking die. And then we go on to the next phase of our existence for eternity. So it's, it's a long fucking time. You know, eternity is like, like if you look at all the oxygen in the world just on our earthly sphere floating in space, and you go, one molecule is your 80 years. Oh, you live to be 200. That's one molecule in all that you see. All the rest of what you see is eternity. That molecule was your 100 years. But, you know, so it's a bigger picture, way bigger. So how do you discern? these things well you have you have to think and you have to you have to be willing to suspend everything you've been taught your normalcy bias and and your disbelief in things and your belief in things and look at it and and then there then we have that gut reaction to where our spidey senses tell us things you know that's maybe the holy ghost talking to us or whatever you know if he gets involved in politics or she i don't want to be racist or you know, misogynistic or any other thing, you know. So, we know things that are real. And they can, you know, the pundits can talk until they're blue in the fucking face about it. But, uh, I don't really know what we can do about it, but we know it's true. And we'll sit there and go, you know, I'm not going to debate this with so-and-so because... He's very opinionated, and it turns into an argument, and I like him. And, you know, neither one of us can really be sure of what's on the other side of the universe. So, you know, we can't take it all in good fun and good conversation because some people get way too mad. They're just like, no, you're wrong. You know, I was talking to a guy about religion one time, which, you know, when I think and talk about religion, it scares people, and, and it questions their belief. I mean, they'll tell me I'm wrong, and they'll walk away, but... It, you know, if it makes them question their their dogma, then I guess, you know, maybe I helped. Maybe I didn't. It's really not my place in life to save everyone's soul. Um, so, you know, I talk to people and I'll be like, well, you know, I'll present my kind of loosely knit, you know, belief structure. And they'll go, that's not the way it is, Mark. If you don't do this and you don't say it that way and hold your tongue out to the left, you're going to hell. It's like, well, now we can't have a conversation because I am not going to buy into your fucking bullshit and you're not going to buy into my fucking bullshit. So conversation done. We'll figure it out when we're dead. You know, I'm not going to argue with you. And it's like that with politics. See, it becomes, he said, she said, and left side, right side, good angel, bad angel, however you want to look at it, goes back and forth to where, we get lost in the in the in reality. We get analysis paralysis, and then so 
we know, like I was saying, you know, yesterday's podcast, that no matter how you slice and dice it, America is pretty much on a collision course with destiny and the end of the fucking our world as we knew it, Tiawaki. And the freedoms that we have, like me just driving to work today, are slowly going to be diminished because socialism doesn't allow that. You know, just fucking study it. I'm not even going to try to explain that because it just doesn't work. And if you think it does, then great. Go on your merry little fucking way to socialism and watch what happens when they kick you and your lazy ass off the cart and tell you to push it. And then they get their big fat lazy ass on the cart and say, push me. I got the guns. And then all of a sudden your social programs go away because now there's no money. See, they, they won't print it during socialism because they understand economics. If you don't have a pile of gold, you've got dick. But right now they can sit there and go, well, we're going to print more checks for these people and, you know, give them money. So when they spend it, it booms our economy and yay, hail Biden, hail Clinton, hail Trump, hail Bush. Oh, you know. I mean, tax cuts work, and tax hikes don't. That's just, that's the economic fact. It's, it's not economic theory. It's, it's proven. It's economic law. It's been proven enough in, in thousands of years of history what works and what doesn't. So, that's, that's the path we are on. Sorry. And then that leads us to the question, if you're doing any kind of critical thinking or or tripping or just trying to stretch your brain out a little bit to figure out what could happen tomorrow. Um, to where we, we get to the question, what are we going to do about it? And can we do anything about it? And I've been talking about this for five or six, seven podcasts. In fact, you know, I beat it around the bush so much that, uh, you know, there's probably 10 podcasts or even just recently, probably just five or six out of put together as a series, you know, of rantings of a madman series on America's fucked. What are we going to do about it? But really, what are we going to do about it? You know, and I asked that yesterday. I asked that in another podcast a couple, couple days or weeks ago or whatever. It's like, what, we, what, what can we do to fix it? Well, nothing, really. We're, we're in, a, in a dilemma to where we can't fight. We're, this is not a fight for good and evil. This is not a fight for right and wrong. And it is not even a fight for freedom and liberty or tyranny and oppression. It's not. You know, we might think it is. It's a, it's a philosophical fight in a, in a debate like, you know, he said, she said. But it, it, it's going to have to come down to a fight. Or we're going to lay down one day and wake up at the end of the yellow brick road in, in a socialist, communist, fucked up world. And all your money will be gone out of your bank account, but they'll tell you not to worry about it because, you know, now we're going to send you checks and we're going to pay your bills. And, you know, you know all the people that had their homes paid for and, and did the right thing, you know, their whole life by busting their ass and, you know, paying off their property and their stuff. Well, that's all been seized by the government. And you can live there. But, you know, there's only two of you in this 3,000 square foot house. And we think, you know, we can turn a couple more rooms into, you know, fucking barracks, basically. And you're going to have 10 people living with you. And you go, well, no, that's my house. They'll just fucking shoot you. That's what I mean by we've lost. It'll be over like that. And, and people think, well, that'll never happen in America. It's like, yeah, that's that normalcy bias, you know, while, while you're talking out your ass because it has happened, just not in America. But it has happened. It has happened in Cuba. It has happened in Russia when, you know, they became communists. It has happened in Italy when, you know, Stalin fucked everyone over. It has happened in the Byzantine. It has happened in the Rome. It has fucking happened. So, it just hasn't happened to America. See, car engines blow up and leave people stranded. It hasn't happened to your car yet. But it will, if you keep it long enough. 
And, you know, you keep your car running for 240 years. Something's going to break down in it. And unfortunately, all the mechanics have become fucking brain dead stupid. You know, meaning like our founding fathers, they died. And then the good statesmen over the past, you know, maybe 50 to 100 years after the founding fathers tried to keep it running. And now we just have a bunch of uh, uh, fucking pet boys, sales assistants going, oh, it's, it's not running, right? What do you, what do you mean? Why well, I've lost my freedom of the press. Well, you know, talk to my manager. Well, you know, my assistant manager says that you do have freedom to speak and stuff. You just can't do hate speech. And I think that's, that's kind of wrong and you do. And so you get back into the he said, she said thing again. Because we don't have a mechanic. We don't have statesmen that just stand up and go, enough, fuck this. You motherfuckers are either stepping down and resigning or we're going to tar and feather you. We're going to march on the Capitol with a million people. Oh, wait, we had that opportunity. We fucked that up. And we're going to seize all of it, arrest every one of you, and sort it out and have a ginormous national debate called a fucking trial because see it was set up this way and your party fucked it up here and your party fucked it up there and now what you're doing is playing off the old mistakes of a hundred years ago and fucking me but i'm the one in charge so you can sit there and say these rules changed a hundred years ago but i'm the one that's now coming forward and saying well we're changing them back you know why because we The people give you, the bureaucrats, authority to act in our name. See, those are just the same words that we've been using our whole fucking lives. They just now have different meaning. See, I I was talking to an instructor about military tactics and winning hearts and minds and fucking Middle East shit. And uh, I was like, you know, I go, these fucking politicians, they want it both ways. See, they don't want to be responsible for what they do. So they fuck things up. They get up a vaccine that kills a million people. Cuomo fucking puts a bunch of people in, the, in this home and that home, and then a bunch of people die. We go to war, and a bunch of people die. And, and, and then they, they make just blatant fucking mistakes, like a billion, a hundred trillion, whatever the fuck, money gets lost. And then when you, when you try to hold them accountable, they're like, Wait a minute. I'm just a servant of you, the people. You can't hold me responsible personally because it was really the will of the people. And then that's where everything falls apart. We're like, well, yeah, you're kind of right. You know, that is how it works in America. It's like, yes, that is how it works in America if we are a republic. Because, see, in a republic, I elect you, Bob, Jane to be my representative and then you do what I fucking tell you to do and what everybody else in your district tell you to fucking do. So if you fuck up and the, and the, and the district loses money, whose fault is it? It's ours because we told you to do that. But in a democracy, I elect you and you do what you think is best. And my opinion, be damned. Well, that's where we're at. See, they say we're a a democracy, and we are. We're not supposed to be, but we are. So we elect them, and then they go to Washington totally ignoring we the people and do whatever they think is fucking best. Well, now if $100 trillion go missing, or we get into a war, it kills half of our people, and we're like, wait a minute, we're losing our freedom. We can hold them responsible because, see, we hired them to do a job that they did to the best of their ability. And since they fucked it up, they are responsible. So these politicians want to play both sides of the argument because we the people are too fucking stupid to know there is a legal, moral, and reality difference between a republic and a democracy. So these fucks go fucking everything up. And then when we try to hold them accountable, they go, well, we're a republic. This is what happens. They don't use that word because then we might catch on. But they, they just sit there and tell courts or judges or the public opinion court, you know, and the media and the big tech. Well, no, you, you know, we're servants. You elected us. Oh, well, then it's my fault. Well, no, it's not. See, I elect people in a republic, too. 
but I'm not the employer. I didn't hire you to be a social murderer and then tell you to go fucking another country and kill them and kill their leaders and do all this economic, you know, hitman shit to ruin their economy and to fuck them into submission. I didn't tell you to do that. And so then these countries look at us and they go, well, you're America. We hate your people. And, and then we, the people, sit there and go, well, wait a minute. We're, we're not bad people. It's Simpox. And they're like, no, see, you're a republic. You told them to do that and they're acting on your will. We hate you. He's just a fucking guy you hired to do your will. And we're like, well, no, um, I don't think. No, wait, no. So, see, they got us. They got us by the fucking short hairs. And they sit there and go, well, no, we're a republic. They go, no, no, no. If you were a republic, this shit wouldn't be happening because you all say you don't want this to happen, but they are doing it in your name. But the real truth is, since you are a republic, they are doing it in your name. So when we bring down the Twin Towers on 9-11, it's an attack against you fucking people in New York. Every 3,001 of you that caused this to happen because you're a fucking republic. And then we try to deflect and go, well, no, no, actually, we're a democracy. And, you know, they don't listen to us. You know, this isn't our fault. And then they're like, well, you need to get control of your leaders because then we would just take them out, which would be really easy because there's only maybe a thousand of them that we could just fucking kill. And then you guys would be free again and we wouldn't hate you. See, it's not like Russia. You know, the Russian people were good. But Russia was communist. The people had no fucking say. But we are America and we are a republic. So when these people hate us personally, not us as a country, not us as our political leaders, not us as the USA, USA, they hate us. They hate you and your friend Bob and Billy and Sherry. They hate where you fucking live. They hate your neighborhood in your little suburb in any town USA. They fucking hate you because you told the elected officials, what to fucking do. Now, did we? No, we didn't because they don't listen to us. But see, they play that. They play that against us. They play that against the court system. We can't hold them accountable. And then when some other country comes and bombs the fuck out of us, like in, you know, 9-11 or even worse, someday, you know, they'll just sit there and go, well, it's, you know, we're just servants. We need to fix this problem. They hate us, and then they go to war and spend billions of fucking dollars. Did they ask us if we wanted to go to Iraq? No. Fuck no. Why didn't we go to Mexico? It's just right over where I'm at right now, that way. 20 miles. Boom. Mexico. You know where the biggest military base is? It's right here. Right? Well, I just, I'm driving past it right fucking now. So, so 20 miles, we could, we could have flew over to Mexico and waged war would have been so much fucking cheaper and you know what the mexican people would have loved it if we killed all the fucking cartels and the zetas and the ms-13 and all them fuckers and gave them their land back and set them up in a democracy they would have been so fucking happy if we'd have spent two trillion dollars in 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 mexico for the last 21 fucking years or whatever it's been they would have said thank you you know because the 19 terrorists and hijackers probably came across that fucking southern border. So they had more to do with it than fucking Iraq did. Iraq had nothing to do with it other than he pissed off, you know, Bush Jr. Because he, you know, Bush Papa didn't fucking end the war or whatever the fuck that political, geopolitical horse shit is. You know, so we could have went to Mexico. And then instead of bombing the fuck out of them, we could have just killed all the bad guys there and said, what do you want? You want your land back? Yeah. You want freedom? Yeah. You want to own private property? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Done and done. It would have taken, what, six months? And then it would have been done. It's fucking been over. Could have still gave them $2 trillion. It's there. Build some fucking roads in McDonald's, goddammit. Or we're just going to annex this place. And then they'd be like, that'd be cool because then we'd all be in America. It's like, oh, Okay. Here, sign this Treaty of Guadalupe that annexes everything now. Treaty of Guadalupe 2.0, you know, and just annexes everything. 
And, and then now we would, you know, there's just like a million different ways. Like I always say, there's a hundred thousand different ways to look at everything. And what do we do? We, we look at the two options that are presented to us because, well, you know, it's just so much easier than presenting your own fucking option, right? So we could have, we could have done stuff, but we didn't. And they didn't let us even suggest it. Like, you know, Washington, D.C., Dropbox idea suggestions that fuckoff.com. No, nothing. See, so we couldn't tell them, hey, you know, if we're going to go to war, spend a bunch of money to a little retaliation. First of all, fly over and, and drop some bombs on Saudi Arabia or wherever these fucking people came from. And then let's go to Mexico and free them because they're right fucking there and they're really, you know, close enemy or close friend. No, man, we're not going to do that because you don't understand. See, we don't work for you. Oh, well, yeah, we're we're a republic. You kind of do. No, today we're a democracy. You know, when we want to fuck you and get elected, then we're a republic. Then we'll tell you whatever you want to hear for the six, seven, eight, nine, ten months and the billion dollars we spend to get to be president, which we could have fixed all these problems when I was a lowly senator, but that's just not as cool. I want to be president. So, I'm, I'm, I'm at work. Hold on. All right, I had to get some breakfast. So I've gone way off course and I'm almost at work here. So, but I, I don't think I deviated too far from what I wanted to say. But as a, as a review, I think what we need to understand is if you care about what is happening in our country, there's really not much you can do about it. And, and I think studying and overstudying is, you know, a false hope. It's, it's like talking to religious people. They will explain to you until hell freezes over um, that why their church is the only true church. And, and, and they will push that narrative, you know, as far and wide as they, they possibly can. Ah, looks like they're doing some road work here. But how, how are you going to know? How are you really going to know if you're right or you're wrong? Because they're not going to let you understand the reality of what is going on, you know, with our country. So you're, you're not going to win, you know, any argument with any, anyone that's been studying maybe as hard as you. You're just, it's not going to happen. You know, you're, you're, you're talking to an expert. And some of them are real smart, just like religious people could sit there and quote scriptures to you all day. And then they can, you know, tell you what that means and quote more scriptures to back it up. Well, it's the same when you're doing politics. They will sit there and talk about, yeah, but Rumsfeld this and Cheney that. And, you know, you know all, all the names, you know, Flynn and you know, so-and-so and this and that. And you're like, yeah, but what about this? And you might throw a few of them out there because, you, you know, you got one scripture in your back pocket. You're like, hey, what about this? And they, they will just run you over with more facts and, and stuff that proves their point. It doesn't, doesn't mean you're wrong. It just proves their point from their point of view. So we, you, you're not going to, you just have to trust on the fact your spider senses and, and go, no, uh, you know, I'm not going to talk to you about it. I'm just going to go, well, thanks for the conversation, but you're wrong and move on. You know, and, and then you have to be willing to move on, not get, not engaged. Don't let them, you know, get you involved in the in the in their in their psychosis or whatever it is and they might be good people i'm not saying everyone's crazy but most of them are so if you come at it from that position then you slowly realize that there's really not a lot that you can do about everything at all you know just 
politics in general, life in general, religious beliefs in general. All you can do is be a good person and try not to, to you know, piss God off and, and end up in hell, I guess. that's Politically, um, you have to know that you're right. You know, not saying that, you know, I'm right and you're wrong, just that things are bad happening in America. And if you, you if you care a little bit about freedom and liberty, like some of the Democrats I know that are like, oh, I don't want this country destroyed or going to socialism. I think this is bullshit. What's going on? See, they know and trust also. So you have to have the faith that that the things you're thinking and 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 the the total view of what you're looking at is fucked up. And then you have to be able to stand back from that and go, okay, can I fix it? And that's where I fall short because I'm not a, a military strategist. I'm not a chess player. I'm definitely not a three-dimensional chess player. I, you know, I'm not Q. I don't give a fuck about Q or Anon or any of their pie-in-the-sky fucking dreams because, you know, don't talk to me about something really important and then bring up lizard people because you just fucking lost me. If there's lizard people... Talk to me about that and show me the proof or as much as you can. And I will decide myself. So I can't figure out what we can do. I mean, I, I have my thoughts and, and I, I kind of think, well, you know, if we could just stop letting our, our senators and our, our representatives go to Washington and hang out there where there's corruption everywhere then all of a sudden there's no one in that room discussing a bill. And see, it takes enough of them to create a quorum. And I think the rules, of parliamentary rules, is you would have to have enough people from both sides to create that quorum. You just can't sit there and go, well, they, we have enough. Fuck them if they never show up. We're just going to pass all this shit. I don't think parliamentary procedures allow that. So, you know, just stop going. Listen to your constituents. And and then maybe uh, coming up this year, I think, during this election cycle, now that it's kind of winding down and going into the next one, um, they'll be doing more uh, gerrymandering, which is redistricting. That's the nicer word. And, and so what that means is then they start redrawing the lines to get the the demographic group in the district that they want so then they can win the next house seat in your district, you know, your representative. And, and and so they redistrict and they make them bigger and bigger and bigger. So you lose more and more of your control over them people that you would have had in a republic. It becomes more and more a democracy to where you really have no say in anything. So we could do that. We could try doing that and see if that would work. But from a military point of view, I, I don't think, see, out of necessity comes invention. And, and so we're not going to have all electric cars and magic pixie dust powered airplanes until we run out of oil. And then, and then, not because the government says we're out of oil, not because they say we need to do this, but when we are literally out and no one can fucking fly, even the rich people, then they're going to go, they're going to turn to all us plebs and go, hey, can you invent you know, fucking unicorn farts that'll fly my plane and go, well, now we'll work on it, you know, since we have no options, you know. So the same is, is going to be true for America and, and our our republic or democracy and and what will happen to this nation, this, this yard called United States of America that's pinned in by Mexico and Canada and the oceans, Atlantic and Pacific, you know, that's us, that's America. And, and, you know, right now we're, we, we have the luxury of kind of just not worrying about it because we have 50 states, which is like 50 countries. So we are kind of like the United Nations or the EU at least, you know, that, you know, you, one or two can fall apart just like some of the states in California that are bankrupt. But the, there's still more of them. It's like a franchise can do really bad if there's 50 locations one or two or three of them can fuck up so bad for a year or two or three that the other ones can pick up the slack, but the company itself doesn't go broke. But we're, we're getting past that to where the, the, the sales numbers, I guess, to, to look at it as a franchise again, are slipping across all 50. 
And so therefore, it'll, it'll reach a point to where corporations will, will just cut off ties with that failing one. Let's go, fuck you, goodbye. Or that failing one might cut off ties with the franchise and go, no, you know, you were supposed to help and I've done everything you've said and, and, and we're still losing money. And now the other stores are mad at me because they're picking up my slack and, and I'm doing what they're saying and what you're saying and they're hurting now too. So, you know what, I, I quit. I'm just going to go back to selling, you know, Mark's Pepper Guy burgers. Fuck you. And that would be called secession. That could happen. Nice. So there's, there's that. That could happen. But I think once it starts to happen, you know, like this Texas freeze and, and, and you know, the, the power was out and all these things happened. Well, it was cold as fuck. So people weren't, you know, running around robbing people and fucking shit up because their car wouldn't start. But what if power grid and all that stuff went down in the springtime? You know, just before, like, you know, the best time for an EMP would be like, like maybe a month before the harvest. It's where all the fields are looking good and you're like getting all fat and happy and counting your, your eggs before they hatch or chickens before they hatch. And you're like, oh, we're going to do so great this year. And then boom, there's no power, no water, no fertilizer, no trucking, no equipment, no people to help pick it. And you know, it's not like a, a cornfield. You're going to hire migrants to pick it. They got giant combines for that shit. Now you couldn't hire enough illegals to pick that corn. So, and it happens and then boom, it's just, now our economy starts to collapse. Our phone lines aren't working. We don't know what the fuck's going on. You know, the, 911 responders just quit answering the goddamn phone because there was an EMP. So they're running around, what, taking notes? You know, coming to your house, got an emergency? Yeah, okay, I'll be back. So then all of a sudden, it can happen because bad guys are going to just jump in their car and drive around and fuck shit up. It's not frozen. So then all of a sudden, that becomes what is called a trigger effect. There's just something that happens at the right time when people are just pissed enough and it's like a tinderbox and there's a spark and then boom, all 50 states are on fire in one way or another. And then, you know, the franchise just goes bankrupt. The franchise just goes, fuck it, we're on our own. They take their million dollars or billion dollars and they jump out of the airplane with their golden parachute and they, ah, fuck you. And that's what our politicians will do. Except they'll be down in bunkers continuing to connive and scheme with the military to back them up to when 90% of us have killed each other, they'll come back out and go, okay, we got it. We, we're, gonna, we're restoring power. Everything's going to be great. Oh, well, fuck, everyone died. Good. You guys come live here. We'll put you in a FEMA camp. And, and then we're going to sort through, you know, the, the good people like doctors and shit that we need and eugenists to kill off the bad people and, you know, artificial intelligence people and singular, you know, people like Elon Musk and Bill Gates. You know, you and I, you know, contractors, you go fuck off. Well, you need someone to build your house. It's like, well, there's 90% of all the, all the buildings in America are now vacant. So I, I don't need you to build shit for quite a while. Oh, what about power? Oh, we got engineers. See, we have all the smart people, so you can fuck off and die. Go get in the FEMA camp, and if you don't, we'll just erase you. So that would be a, an alternate universe that we're heading for. How do you fix it? Well, when that moment comes, people will rise up, the bad and the good. And there will be mass kill-offs by patriots killing fucking bad people, Bad people killing good people, patriots fucking grouping together, malicious, and it'll be kind of like what happened with the 13 colonies, except everybody's in a really fucking bad mood. See, in the colonies, they were all happy. It was like, hey, Bob, how you doing? How's your cornfield doing? It's great. Need some help? No, I'm okay, but, you know, my barn needs a new roof. It's like, I'll get my kids. We'll come over and help you do that. Well, what, what can I do for you? It's like, I think I'm going to need some corn to make me some more whiskey. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, they all liked each other then. Now, we will have 50 states in total chaos and rebellion, and no one's going to be fucking nice because that is the philosophy of violence. And when it hits that trigger effect, everyone's going to go apeshit crazy for probably a few fucking years. And then the government will come out and go, hey, can't we all get along? And they'll continue to fuck us over again. That is what will happen. 
That is why I'm a prepper. That is why you're a prepper. And if you're not, well, then now you know why you should be a prepper. So I, I think I, I, I kept it on a direction. My, my biggest focus in the last couple of weeks is like, what, what can we do about it? And is there something we can do about it to keep it from going through that nightmare scenario I just talked about? You know, is there something we can do without getting arrested and killing people, bad people, that is, and politicians to where we don't have to become the, the domestic terrorists that they will deem us to be? And, and I really honestly am looking uphill and thinking, how can I get this water to go up there. And, and well, we know gravity's not going to work. So all the, all the really simple common sense things are not going to happen. So now we need to be smart enough to figure out how to, how to make a pump and electrify it and get the water up there. But we, we, we really can't because everything is regulated. And, and if you try, you're going to go to jail because you're one of them people that think water runs uphill. Or better yet, you're one of them people that don't believe that water can run uphill, so you want to invent a pump? So that's where we're at. And, and it's sad, but when you look at, like I said, the eternity, we're one molecule in the sky that you see. And that's our 80 years. That's not just us. I mean, that's our entire 80 years. And, and all the people that live on the planet right now that you interact with, over the next 80 years are that one molecule and that represents eternity. So no big deal. I mean, we will survive eternally over this bullshit. It's just what we do while we're here. And that leads me to the question I want to talk about next uh, podcast is, is like, do we stoop to their level or do we rise to the occasion or however you want to look at it? Because, you know, religiously speaking, how in the world and not of the world or of the world and not in the world do you want to be? So I love you all. Uh, I got to get to work. Fucking sucks to be me. Keep my day job. Um, enjoy the apocalypse. It's coming. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. We've made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. We invade our space and we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. That's just my game.